Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts. And I'm joined in the studio today by BBC Match of the Day magazine deputy editor. It's Mr. Mark Parry. <laughs> I was going to call you Pals and then I was pa- Mark Parry. Yeah. Mark Parry. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well. We're it's good. nice when people ask me this, you know. It's not just. I'm always just concerned you're uh, Thanks. how you are. <laughs> I'll take that. Somehow. Um, We'll be here to bring you all the previews for the Premier League matches on TV this weekend. We've got four matches, um, starting with Friday night football. We haven't got any Monday night football for you this week, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, should we get cracking on this this fine week of Premier League action? Uh, Starting with Norwich versus Leicester. It's on Friday, 28th of February. Uh, It's an eight o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Um, We'll start with Norwich. Um, I should have said that in a far more negative tone of voice. Let's start with Norwich. Um, are they doomed? It's it's not looking great, really, is it, for them? I mean, it's hard to be at the bottom of the Premier League at this stage of the season and survive. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially when they're not showing any signs, really, of, of any great recovery. Um, not having a, a great run. Um, one win in the last 14 games. I mean, that in itself is relegation form, isn't mm. it? Bless them. Yeah, so Norwich seven points adrift um, of Aston Villa in 17, 17, seven points away from safety. Uh, they're also six points away from Watford, so they're even getting cutting a, cut adrift um, in that bottom three there. Um, I was speaking to our, our office Norwich fan, who, who shall remain nameless um, for embarrassment's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they basically just saying, because I was sort of saying like, like Fark came up with this attacking philosophy, this, the philosophy, and he hasn't really changed that a lot. It feels like, and again, Norwich fan I, I chat to sort of agreed with with a lot of what I was saying. Like they've they've played the last four games with the same midfield and attack. You you know Pookie's going to start up front by himself. Yep. You know yep. it's going to be McLean, Tetty. Uh, it's been Rupp, Duda, Cantwell in that three. It just hasn't really changed at all, despite some like quite alarming results. They're just they're just repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, at the start of the season, they were getting a lot of praise, weren't they? And, and Fark was yeah. getting a lot of praise for for, for for going with that style of play and, and going at teams and, and, and attacking them. Um, I think the suggestion was back then that they, they might leave themselves open and, and lose a few games. Mm. And uh, that's proven correct. They've lost a lot of games, haven't yeah. they? Um, but they just can't <clears throat> seem to score any goals, can they? The, tr- the trouble is they've got they've got Pookie and, and they rely on Pookie for goals, don't mm. they? If, if I think Pookie's got maybe almost fifty percent of yeah. their goals this season, a very decent chunk of them, isn't he? Um, they haven't scored in the last three games. Um, they've not scored in the Premier League uh, in open play since New Year's Day, um, <laughs> and Pookie himself hasn't scored in open play since the reverse fixture back in December. Mm. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because Pookie, obviously he's got, he clearly has something about him. You don't have that start of the season that yeah. he had without having a bit of, you know, a bit of oomph, a bit of something. Yeah, yeah. It, I just feel a little bit sorry for him because he, do, he does sort of cut that isolated figure up top and it, obviously if teams, he, he almost dug his own grave in a sense in, in, that, in that first start of the season because now every time Norwich rock up, you're thinking, right, let's get two men on Pookie. Yeah. Let's just watch him the whole game. And and they haven't really got much else, so it's kind of an easy job, isn't it? Just if you close down, if you neutralise Pookie, you neutralise Norwich. That's exactly it, and I think that's what most teams have done this season, and, and that's why Norwich is sitting at the bottom of the table. Mm, tricky one. And moving on to Leicester now, um, other end of the table, but 
not really in, in great shape at the moment, Leicester. Uh, haven't won in three. Um, I think it's a bit of a, a cause for concern for them at the moment. I know they're third and looking pretty comfortable. Um, they've had a bit of a boring time since Christmas, really, haven't they? But you just think, you know, if one of those teams, I know it's been a bit of a slog trying to, for people, teams trying to catch Chelsea, even though Chelsea haven't been great. But you just start to think, like, you know, the, the gap narrows down to about six, seven points. And could anybody realistically take that off them? Well, they haven't really threatened so far, have they? Leicester have kind of been just plodding away, yeah. picking up the odd points here and there and, and still staying third. And it's it's like what Chelsea have done in fourth, really. They've mm. they've had some, some really poor results and yet they still find themselves in fourth. Uh, Leicester, I think this is a game that Leicester would really like coming up, you know, travelling to mm. Norwich, bottom of the table, a chance to, 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 to get back into some into some form. Uh, Leicester haven't won away since New Year's Day, mm. I think it is. And the, bit, the big thing for Leicester is to get Jamie Vardy scoring again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nine nine games without a goal. Um, I think it's about time that, that Vard's but hits, the, hits the goal trail again. Yeah, Especially yeah. the week after Pep Guardiola said he was one of the best strikers he's ever seen. <laughs> this is also a man who thinks Phil Forden is the best player he's worked with, <laughs> despite managing... You know, the so, obvious. Are you saying a pinch of salt then? I think a, a mine of salt. Um, but yeah, Vardy, like you say, yet to score in 2020, nine, nine games without goal. It's his longest dry spell in three years. Is it really? Um, which is bizarre, considering it was probably his best start of a season. I mean, I don't know what the pace was for the title season, but like that must have been must have been pretty much on par with that title season, if not better at the time. Well, yeah, and he's still obviously with a great shout of winning the Golden Boot. Absolutely, yeah. Um, also, interesting, Leicester only won one of the last 11 games with Vardy in the team. So he's had a few injuries, had a few bits of you know niggles and knocks here and there. And I think that's what so I was reading today, Rogers is basically putting it down to, to fitness and um, injury problems and things. But it is interesting, like, for such a talismanic player, and, and the, the player who many would say is, you know, Leicester, one-man team, Jamie Vardy, um, they're actually... They're not. They're not doing so great with him in there, leading <laughs> the line. It's it's not a great situation to be in. Um, Inacho just chipping in with the occasional goal, but slightly worrying times for Leicester. Yeah, I think so. I mean, also with with Ndidi being out as well, he's he's a he's a big loss mm. for them in the in the middle of the, the pitch there. Um, luckily, they've got a, a half decent uh, centre back pairing and a, and a decent defence with a, one of the the best defensive records mm. um, away from home in in the in the whole league. So that's obviously kept them kept them in games while Vardy's not been scoring the goals mm, Absolutely and let's say this is a good chance for Leicester to actually well and for Vardy to, to build their confidence up um, Prediction for this one um, Well we're talking about how, how Norwich can't score goals and Vardy's not been scoring goals 3-3 Leicester. <laughs> yeah, absolutely that. I mean, what else? What else would it be right now? Uh, I'm going to narrow win Leicester, but I'd love to watch your version of events in that <laughs> one. Uh, moving on to Saturday, we have a 12:30 kickoff on BT Sport One. Uh, Saturday, the 29th of February. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Uh, it's. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, Brighton versus Crystal Palace. The Glen Murray M23 sharing an obscure motorway derby. Yep. We had a good laugh about this last time we were on. I can't remember which which of your motley crew it was. We chatted about this, but um, we love this derby. Me. Well, was it you? It was me. It was you. <laughs> it was me. It was the Gatwick Express derby, wasn't it? The Gatwick Express derby. It's. Oh. Fantastic. I'm glad. Well, now I remember who it was. We're yeah, absolutely. Um, what a shambles. What a shambles. Um, we'll start with Brighton. Four draws in five games. Haven't won in 2020. There's a lot of teams haven't won in, some, in a long time. really good um, runs of no wins for yeah. a lot of teams down at the bottom at the moment. I think every team is trying to outdo themselves yeah. and, 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 and 
become the worst team in the league. But yeah, nobody uh, wants a champion. Nobody wants a Champions League spot, and everyone wants to go down. Apparently, so <laughs> welcome to the Premier League. Um, yeah, the last win versus Bournemouth in December. Uh, play some neat football. Play some good football when I've seen them on the occasion that I've, yeah. I've seen full games. Just maybe like that sort of. It sounds really predictable to say, but that sort of dash of quality up front and the dash of quality at the back, like yeah. just that little extra at either end of the pitch, just to sort of I don't know. Yeah, improve them from this sort of av- very average base. Yeah, I think that's the, the same situation for a lot of the teams down there, isn't it? Mm. It's just that a sprinkling of, of Premier League quality in any of those teams down the bottom and, and it, it can really transform your season. Mm. Uh, it's a funny one, Brighton, because obviously Graham Potter has, has won a lot of friends this season and, and, and Brighton themselves have been spoken of quite glowingly in the, in the, the type of football that they're trying to play and that they mm. do play. And it's a it's a season of, of transition almost from Chris Hutton. But Graham Potter this season has got a 23 win percent, 23% win percentage. It's not great, Which is, is exactly the same, really. exactly the same as Chris Hutton in his final season in charge wow. of the Amex. Wow, that's interesting, and, it, and that, that's also interesting because of the perception you have of managers, Completely. isn't it? Like, it, it, again, we've seen with Everton, sort of, it was Sam Allardyce had you know fantastic win ratio, or whatever, and did eight, but got got them to eighth. But Marco Silva it was suddenly better because they were playing nicer football for a while, and yep. it, it's funny how the perception just sort of changes with that. Um, yeah, I think like like you say there, though, transition season, yeah, probably is quite a big leap, isn't it, going from Hutton's style to Potter's style um, but yeah it's, it's an interesting one to see where they go from here because it could very easily just fizzle out and, and that's Brighton down again next season or, or, or even this season but yeah well, I think they'll, um, they'll obviously I think they'll give Potter the, the season won't they? Oh, and see how they do if they, and if they stay up um, it's a big one next year for him to see how they how they take mm. on that new style and, and see if he can he can turn them into a, a top half of the table team mm. they tied him down to a long contract as well didn't they I think it was 2023 I'm going to have a guess at um, so the long term project in progress on the south coast uh, moving <laughs> moving north of the M23 uh, it's Crystal Palace Crystal Palace doing what Crystal Palace <laughs> do best awful awful form just get that one win over Newcastle suddenly 33 points jobs are good in you're safe yeah what is it one win in eight I think for, for Palace and um, their last away win in the Premier League was back in November um, but they're they just just such a Palace team this season, aren't they? Roy Hodgson in charge. They, they're they're organised. They won't lose loads of games. They won't win loads of games. They'll just pick up enough points to to survive, mm. and that's what they're doing. And they're they're one of these teams who they're not. It's not like they've sort of spent a lot of money and it's, they're wasting it. They're just not really spending a lot of money and therefore not really progressing up the league. But they're just sort of there. They're just sort of getting on with it. And for for a long time, listeners of the pod, um, Roy Hodgson. I am such a fan of Roy Hodgson. I just love what he's <laughs> done with it. Like it's just he just gets on with it. Grandfather Roy just just plods on, gets the points he needs to get. Um, I guess over it. He's still playing Benteke up front, and he's getting he's playing Benteke up front in twenty twenty, and still having enough points to be comfortably, you know, probably comfortably safe with with ten or so games to go. He likes challenging himself, doesn't he? I think he does. He does. That's what it is. Um, he but just he has, likes uh, a challenge, and that's it. In fairness to Roy, he has got them really well mm. organised um, defensively. All of his teams have generally been pretty sound, haven't they? And I think this mm. season only um, no team, so no team has scored fewer goals than Palace uh, this season. Mm. But defensively, um, they've conceded fewer than Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. It's pretty good. Goal, so isn't officially, it? the best defence in London. <laughs> London and is. Roy would absolutely love that, wouldn't he? <laughs> London is red and blue, so <laughs> uh, with a hint of yellow. Uh, 
yeah, they're another interesting team who, like like Brighton, they're sort of in a similar position of how do you build on that? And, and you do just think, I mean, they, they're crying out for that striker, which they've been looking for for a few years now. I'd love them to kind of reinvest Zaha money. I think he's probably going to go this summer. Um, or, or at least I should be I should be trying to maybe get him out this summer because I don't think he's had the impact this season. Um, they'll have wanted to. And I'd love to see him go and get a few young, hungry, upcoming players. That's easier said than done. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, oh, prediction. 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 For this one. Um, let's have a 1 1, shall we? 1 1. That sounds right for Crystal Palace Brighton. Uh, I'm, I'm going with a Brighton win. Are you? Going with a narrow Brighton win. Just think, let's say this game could pretty much set them on course for survival. It's a big one. And I think Graham Potter will, will make sure his men know that. Um, moving on to Saturday evening. Uh, it's a 5.30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's Watford versus Liverpool. Uh, we'll start with Watford. Um, again, this, these winless runs. <laughs> another <laughs> team who just can't buy a win from anywhere. Um, I mean, that, the new manager bounce, we obviously saw how good they were under, you know, when Nigel Pearson first came in. Um, Nigel Pearson nearly started with a win over Liverpool at Anfield. Yep, yep. But phenomenal performance, just very unlucky. Like, it didn't actually get a point or more from that. Um, what do you think it is about this new manager bounce? Like, it, it, it clearly is a thing. I'm just not quite sure what the thing is. Well, whether it's just a, a change of voice in the dressing room that the that hmm. players just uh, decide to to turn up for but they definitely had a bounce um, I think they won four of Pearson's first seven games in charge mm. and the only defeat was that was that match at Anfield um, but now they've gone on to what is it no wins in, in five and you, you think that they, they, they had that, that bounce and now they've got sucked right back into it and it's hard to see them having another bounce I think isn't yeah. it it's like what's the spark what, what's going to instigate that next sort of peak if you, if you want yep. to put it like that, um, it's interesting though because I, I, I've said it a couple of times on here that um, a lot of the teams down there don't particularly have like a match winner. Whereas I feel like Watford, if any team has a match winner, it's probably Watford. They've got Dini, Delafeu, um, even Dakure. Yeah, they've got players who can step up and win games on, on their day, and, and you've got to look at them and think like, like what are you doing? Like, like just needs one of those to step up yep. in the end of the season. And it could turn those narrow draws or narrow defeats into a point or, or three. It's just so frustrating because they all have they're all talented players. De La Feu is he's got some feet, like some feet on him. That boy, yeah, and yeah, sensational on his day, isn't he? Yeah, it? um, it's it's just bizarre how they can drift in and out like that. Um, yeah, and obviously coming up against Liverpool, <laughs> it's uh, not what you want to it, see. Is it's it? It's not ideal. It's not ideal. Um, although Liverpool slightly wobbling the last week. I'm not trying to suggest anything <laughs> anything dramatic here, but yeah, it's not been as imperious as usual from, from Liverpool. No, it, 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 they won, didn't they? They beat West Ham. Just just when you start to think maybe, maybe <laughs> we've got a title race back on, yeah. have we of some description? No, of course we haven't. They just uh, get two late goals and, and win that game. Mm. Um, same yeah. old, same old. Just what is there to say about Liverpool that's not been said before? Uh, you know, no. They're just they're 19 points clear. Going for those record wins on the trot. Um, mm. It's the classic, uh, well, the Liverpool jargon, mentality monsters and <laughs> relentless and all that, all that jazz. I mean, it really was. I watched it the other night, and um, yeah, it was bizarre actually, though, because because if you think about the goals Liverpool scored, it was Fabianski basically gift wrapped the points for them. Um, 
but still, they just find a way, and it's 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 phenomenal. It's phenomenal to watch. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold's the one I want to pick out this time round. Um, saw a few stats this morning about Trent. Um, obviously, he could have had a hat trick of assists the other night had Mane's offside goal counted. Yep. Um, my fantasy Premier League was was, was crying <laughs> when that went in. It didn't go in. Um, but in this season, per ninety minutes, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold ranks first in long passes, first in crosses, fourth in shots assisted. And probably the most outrageous of all, the eighth most passes in the final third. He's a right back. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he, that's a, he's not, is he? That's the thing. He's so well, much more than a right back. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a, he's a right back in, in, in sort of name only on the pitch because he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal player. He's absolutely um, amazing to watch. Um, I was watching after, after the match as well, actually Gary Neville chatting to him. And he was basically saying he's, he's, how he's... Um, Revolutionised the the fullback position and all this, and I, and I think you know maybe the likes of Marcello etc. Real Madrid who've done that, and yeah. we've seen attacking fullbacks in a back four before, but Trent does it as well as anybody I can remember. It, it's just phenomenal. Like he does, just camp himself in in the in the opposition half. Yeah, it doesn't track back as often. He obviously gets back when he needs to. And the amount of balls, the quality and consistency of the ball is is phenomenal. It's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. For, for a player to be so influential from from right back is a, is, is a very special thing. And he, yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal. Uh, Twelve assists for the season, yeah. same as Lionel Messi's got this season. Um, 25 assists in his Premier League career. Um, the youngest player to, 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 to reach that total behind Rooney and Cesc Fabregas. Obviously two far good, more attacking players. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. And um, I think it was Gary Lineker that was saying um, after the game Monday night that, that Trent could be one of the greatest players ever to come from England. Mm, it's High praise it's indeed. It's high praise, but the way he's going, if he can keep that sort of production rate up over his career... I mean, good luck to the boy. Good yeah. luck to the lad. And England will be absolutely delighted to have him uh, in full flying form ahead of the Euros. Uh, it's mad to think he wasn't actually like sort of really in the conversation at the last time. Like the last time, twenty eighteen World well, yeah, Cup. Yeah, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker. Yeah, and now suddenly in those two years, we've seen the birth of like like we're <laughs> saying potentially one of the greatest ever. Yeah, um, time will tell on that one. Um, Liverpool, they, they lacked Henderson. Maybe missed Henderson and Milner the other night. Lacked yeah. a bit of the engine in, in the middle of the park. A bit of the dirty work, the sort of the recycling part of the game. Um, but yeah, it's nothing too much to worry no, about. No, sometimes it's good to get a bit of a, a scare as well, isn't it? Just to, yeah. to, to for, for Klopp to sort of say to his players, look, you know, that was you, you let your standards slip a little bit uh, tonight. Let's let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Like Liverpool, they can choose when they want to go behind, so they can choose when they need a little boost. I like that uh, prediction for this one. Um, how many goals Liverpool are going to score? Is that is that what you're That's asking? Basically, what we're going yeah. for here. <laughs> I mean, it, it could easily be a three nil Liverpool. I'm going two nil. Two nil. I'm going two nil. Conservative. Uh, but I think they'll be they'll be after a clean sheet after you know the barrage of goals they've conceded in the last two games a whole three that is um, moving on to Sunday just the one game on TV it's a two o'clock kickoff Sunday first of March we're in March already is that spring interesting apparently word on the street uh, Sky Sports Premier League and main event at two o'clock kickoff Everton versus Manchester United um, the pick of the games this weekend for me uh, we'll start with Everton. Uh, Everton playing the four four two, going back to back to an old school prehistoric <laughs> age. There, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. Um, have you seen much of them? Are you particularly impressed by Everton lately? Yeah, no. I mean, I think those two have, have, have been have been really really good for for Everton uh, this, this this last 
couple of months since since Ancelotti's come in. Um, interestingly, I was looking at some stats this morning. Mane and Firmino have got 21 goals between them. Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin, 22. Mm. There you go. There you go. Best you partnership just, on Merseyside. Yeah, you've increased our Evertonian follower I've just, I've just ignored thousand. Mo Salah there just for, uh, <laughs> I like for statistical purposes. I like that. If you average it all out, you know, if you average it all out. Um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin, I mean, he's, I feel like he's really like grown into it, like, like physically grown into it as well. Yeah. I, I sort of criticised maybe at the start of the season. Um, he just didn't really have the presence maybe up front. He just looked a little bit lost sometimes, maybe, you know, coming through the youth system yeah. and suddenly he's thrown at the Premier League. Um, but he actually looks like quite an imposing player now. But he's still, what is he still 22, I think he is? Yeah, so he's, still he's, a young, still young. he's still a young lad and he's, he's you know, physically, he's going to be growing for the next next couple of years mm-hmm. anyway. But he's, he's he's got most things in his locker, I think, to, to be a really good Premier League striker. Mm-hmm. And since Ancelotti's come in, I don't think any any player in the Premier League has scored more goals than, than mm-hmm. Calvert-Lewin. They're both sharp finishers as well. We're talking about Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Both can find that corner of the net, obviously yeah. acrobatic as well at the weekend, the two of them. Um, Richarlison uh, one more Premier League it's like a stat battle here I like this (laughs) come on then Uh, one more Premier League goal makes him the second Everton player this century to reach double figures in successive Premier League seasons just the second Everton player of the century to get double figures in the Premier League and who was the first who do you think was the first Dixie (laughs) <laughs> in Premier League this century. Was he not playing in the, in the early 90s? <laughs> Hang on. I'm Which joking. century are we in now? <laughs> We've gone back in time. Yeah, no. who, who are you going for? Um, oh, give me a clue. Recent. Oh, Lukaku. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, it's it not, not a hard one. I was going through Cahill. I was going through Yakubu. Uh, went Andy Johnson. But no, it was Lukaku. Uh, four seasons in a row he managed it. Um, also Richarlison made 55 tackles this season. 18 more than the next forward. Wow. Like that. And this is why Rate Barcelona that. wanted to pay 100 million euros for him in yeah, January. They wanted him to fill the Busquets role. I like that. <laughs> uh, moving on to Manchester United. Um, so whisper it quietly, but they've actually looked very good recently. I, I know Ketch, Ketch is quite a big critic of Man United this season. I feel yeah. like me and Ketch, that's, that's our little thing sometimes. Okay. He, he's, he's not a fan of how they're going this season. Um, I actually think credit where it's due. And I think they've I mean, they looked rock solid at the back recently. They've not conceded in five of the last six. Yeah. Uh, unbeaten in those six as well. Um, beat Chelsea, smash Watford, beat City at the Etihad. Um, even things like Bruges, I know people were criticising that performance, but like... That's a tricky game. Like I know, I know. Past Man United, you know, teams would have scoffed at that and drawing away in Bruges and stuff. But I don't think the situation is as dire as every may, everybody may suggest. And you look like you're going to disagree <laughs> with me here. <laughs> um, I don't think it's, a, it's. I don't think it's been a great season. But it's it, it's it's looking like they may be able to get that that top four spot now. They've they've put a couple of good wins together. Um, Chelsea aren't. Out of sight. Mm. Um, I think the big thing for United was when when Rashford got injured. The, the big fear was that, well, that's it now. That's our Champions League hopes mm. gone for the season. But they've actually rallied, and, and, and Anthony Martial has um, come to the fore of the last three games, three goals yeah, in three games. Up, he? uh, he's got fifteen goals this season, so not doing too badly. He's just a bit of consistency, and he could genuinely be one of the best best forward players in the whole mm. of Europe, couldn't he? I mean, we've said this about Rashford in, in the last couple of seasons. Like We forget how young Martial actually is yep. as well, because Rashford is the younger. Um, but yeah, you do think if you can just start putting that in on a weekly basis, then then suddenly you've got, like I say, Rashford and Martial fit and firing, you sorted. Yeah, and Mason um, Greenwood as well. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, Griff finished the other day as well. So he's got more... 
more goals this season than any other Premier League teenager. So he's he's shown real glimpses of quality as well. So they've got they've got some firepower even without Rashford at the team, and, and mm. obviously Bruno Fernandez comes in and adds a bit of quality in that final third as well. Yeah, great great start to life at Man United from Fernandez. Uh, two assists and a goal in his last two Premier League yeah. games. Uh, also won the penalty. Nice little run through for that uh, confident penalty as well. I like the the, the Jorginho little hop yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, and, and again I watched that that Europa League game the one against Bruges for for some unknown reason. <laughs> I have no plans on a Thursday. Uh, came on for nine minutes and the whole team just lifted. Yeah, they like, just gave them a new dimension. I think it was a ball over the top for Matter. Matt just completely didn't expect it even to, to fall at his feet like that. Just seems to have given them because I think United they hit teams on the break. They've got the likes of James, Marshall, Rashford. They've got the pace, yeah. They've got that, and I think they've maybe leaned on that a bit too much. Of just so we can sit back and yeah. then hit at pace, and if you don't score from that, you're not going to score. But with people like Fernandez. If you give him that space and that time, he can loft those balls over the top. He can I slide see. those balls yeah, through the middle. Totally. Uh, I think he's just such a. a Credit where it's due again, a clever signing from Man- Manchester United. And you can't really say that about many of their <laughs> signings lately. Um, yeah, it, they're certainly not the finished article. I'm not suggesting they are, and I'm not suggesting you know any title race anytime soon. Just think that that top four place is very much in their sights. And let's say this is a huge game to test themselves against an informed team. Um, prediction for this one. Well, I think last season it was 4-0 to Everton, so let's let's hope for Man United's sake and your sake as well, <laughs> it's not the same. Um, I think we could have a score draw, maybe 2-2, two, two. Two yeah. apiece. I'm going with United to nick it, but I could see a draw. I could see a little 1-1 draw there. Uh, and, and to be fair, both sides probably wouldn't turn down a draw at this stage of the proceedings. Uh, moving on to fantasy Premier League tips. Um, we've talked about the man Bruno Fernandes. Uh, I've put him in my team this week. 8.2 million. Uh, let's say a couple of assists, a goal, clean sheet points, a few bonus points. Um, let's say he just lifts United in every game so far. Uh, the other player I toyed with, uh, Richarlison, feels like he's fixture proof. He just scores against any team whenever he likes. Uh, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Norwich, Leicester, Tottenham coming up. Not an easy run in for Everton, but he's bang in form. And my other shout for the week, Willy Bolly. Return to the fold, Willy Bolly. Uh, 4.7 million Wolves defender. Three games, three clean sheets. Uh, if you take out his long injury in the middle, that's five clean sheets in six games. Good cheap defender. Good games coming up. I feel like I'm selling people here. <laughs> I feel like I'm actually au- going once, going twice. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to auction these players off. Um, what is in Match of the Day magazine this week, Paz? Uh, this week, it's another classic, if I do say so myself. <laughs> now, we look at the yeah. EFL Cup final. Um, Manchester City against Aston Villa. Uh, we look at El Clasico. Uh, big title clash in Spain. And um, we also... Have a little skill section for the kids on how to play like Chelsea's new signing, Zayech. Oh, I like that. Can you play like him? I, I, I mean, no. <laughs> Get the magazine, you can learn. Interesting, yeah, for the kids and for the adults yes. who want to live their dreams. Belatedly. Uh, thank you very much for joining me in the studio this week, sir. And uh, yes, if you want all your sporting previews, uh, Premier League football coming up, um, come to radiotimes.com forward slash sport. I'll also, this is, this, you, you don't even know about this. I've also, uh, I'll be in Marrakesh this weekend uh, for the Formula E Epre, which will be on BBC Two. Uh, we'll be having plenty of coverage of that from Morocco and afterwards. Um, so come and see what I've been up to. Definitely not a jolly. Well, enjoy. (laughs) Thanks. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye.